I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You can't handle the truth. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck you. You are a liar. You are a self-confessed liar. If you stop waffling, we might get some work on you. Where'd you get these two guys from? Would you like a sweetie? Smith, touch, what a touch. Manny Smith! Touch, he scores! Another one for Stanarski! That is back up! Here's Hulk! Dini! Balotelli, Aguero! For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Right, Kira. We're back, baby. Episode numero uno of 2024. What episode are we on? What year is it? What? We are 2024, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I can't believe it. I don't know how we Man, the World Cup was literally two years ago. Well, <laughs> technically speaking. Mm. Um, what episode are we on in terms of the season itself? I think like 12 or 13 or something. Uh, episode 11 of the season. It's not really episode 11, but episode 11. We're watching Middlesbrough Chelsea here in the League Cup semi final. Who would have thought us watching the League Cup? It's a bit of a crazy game, to be honest, for a semi final. I wouldn't have envisioned Mills were playing Chelsea in the semi-final, but here we are. Yeah, um, like I suppose a quick prediction. Nil over, all over two legs. You think Chelsea get through? Nil all extra time penalties. Oh God! Oh, in both games, <laughs> the both end nil all. I actually could see that happen. To be fair, mm. although I'd be quite nervous in terms of Chelsea if they got to the second leg and they had another nil all draw and they went to penalties with Mills in Stamford Bridge because that is a banana skin might not happen. Um, I'm going to say I think I said Millsbury to go through didn't I in the quiz and special um, so I'm going to stick with that they've absolutely robbed Chelsea blind here so far or Millsbury blind so far haven't they Millsbury could have had a penalty two penalties um, they got none your red Both. tinted glasses coming through again Adam. I am a massive Millsbury fan <laughs> <yeah>. and, uh, <laughs> um, does that actually nearly took out well he actually did literally take out uh, last day last um, for Millsbury what a name he's from Ivory Coast as well where AFCOM 2024 is going to be hosted. Kieran, what a segue that is. Um, and we will be... We will be flying over. No, we're not flying over. I nearly... I couldn't pronounce anything there for a second. We will be uh, previewing the AFCOM. And we will um, be there. By, backed by popular demand, I believe, as well. As what yeah. people have been Two saying. years on, Adam. I can't believe it, man. I, I, I can't believe we're, we're still doing this. <laughs> But Kieran, the FA Cup took place the weekend. Um, I feel like, in general, the FA Cup is kind of frowned upon. Yeah, no, I think it is frowned upon, and for good reason. I mean, five days in a row of FA Cup is extortion. I don't understand. This needs to be pulled up upon. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. FA Cup. That is a bit much. I think, given the time of year, I appreciate it. I actually did appreciate it, kind of. Yeah, um, but I did. In fairness, like I did consume quite a lot of it on Saturday. Um, I watched that Sunderland man uh, Newcastle game. Yeah, what do you think? Oh, Sunderland are so far off, aren't they? 
I, d- I thought it was it was a nice uh, what what would you call it uh, throwback mm. for a game that would have happened years ago. I mm. was like, yeah, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch this now. I'm gonna indulge in a game from my youth because mm. I think the last time the game happened was 2014. If I remember, seven years ago. Yeah, seven something years crazy. Ago. Uh, when Steve Bruce was manager of Newcastle. Well, it wouldn't have been 2014, it would have been 2016. <laughs> yeah, Steve Bruce was there for nine years. But, <laughs> Steve um, Bruce Darby, didn't he? <laughs> but it ended, uh, Sunderland nil, Newcastle 3, Adam, away win for Newcastle in the FA Cup, early kick-off on the Saturday. Um, I think that's why you would sit down and watch a game like this, but um, after your fry, maybe. But, uh, they it, built it up quite a bit, didn't they? They did. And uh, I think it is a good derby now, to be fair. I like yeah, the derby. Yeah. But uh, a pretty bad, bad uh, quality to the game, I thought. Yeah, and I think a lot of these FA Cup ties have that sort of bad quality element to them. Um, but Sunderland were trying to play out from the back and it just wasn't working. working. Uh, you had uh, Chris Waddle. Yeah. And, and uh, Roy Keane, Roy Keane on, on, on the analysis. analysis yeah. yeah, pretty good. But uh, they didn't get what the analysis deserved in the end. It was quite a poor game. Man, I was looking at it, and like, I just think the reason why the quality wasn't great in some of these games was because the gap between the bad teams, I say the bad teams, the gap between let's say the football league. And the Premier League is just is after getting so big. Yeah, it's widening. It's, yeah, yeah and it, and it's only getting bigger as well. Mm. Um, and the likes of I don't know your Sheffield United etc. Constantly coming up and down isn't helping the situation either. Like of Watford, blame them. No, but <laughs> the point being is it's it's, quite, it's hard for the football league to grow and like I I think it's gonna it's gonna get to a boiling point where it's gonna combust like like there has to be a point where. Some changes because there was no, there was little to no shocks the weekend really. The Amos market, the FA Cup, as that early on, as the kind of big, oh, there's going to be a shock result, and there was none this weekend. Yeah, yeah, very true. And even like the likes of Bournemouth, for example, went 2 0 down and they came back and won 3 2. I think, I can't remember to which team it was, but um, yeah, there was no shocks. QPR, wasn't it? QPR was, yeah, yeah. very strange. Like I think they, they put a lot of marketing into this game and then the Monday night game at Wigan and Man United expecting both home teams to get something, whether that be a result um, in terms of winning the game or you know getting a draw and taking it to the, the opponent's home ground. Um, but Sunderland in particular, man, I just thought they were so far off it. Like, mm. I, I, I thought I was looking at it and like, there's a lot of talk about um, Michael Beale the former Rangers manager, he's used to losing derbies. Um, <laughs> Bellingham, Joe Bellingham, the brother of Jude. Mm. And I'm not saying he's a bad footballer, I'm not saying that at all, but he's definitely not Jude Bellingham. Do you know what I mean? He, he was, there was a lot of times in the game where they were almost feeding him the ball and he'd get it and there'd be like two or three players like Longstaff and you know Almiron around him in a flash and he'd just lose it straight away because first of all, he's not quality around him. And second of all, he probably doesn't have the quality himself to produce something. So I just thought Newcastle were, were far the better side and they didn't really have to get out of second gear for it, which I think is, from a Sunderland perspective, is, is uh, worrying. Yeah, I thought the only player I've seen in the game that was sort of of Premier League quality who put up a good performance was Alex Pritchard for Sunderland. I thought he was alright in the second half. Yeah, he's but, been knocking about for a long time. Though. Yeah, a bit of a journeyman. But uh, 
Yeah, other than that, it was very, very poor. Very, very poor. Mm. And I, I don't know. I, I think the FA Cup is, is, a, is sort of bleh. Bleh. Yeah. Which is why... Uh, you watched Chelsea impressing them, Phil? I've seen, I seen the highlights, yeah. I, I watched the first half of it, and the first half was dreadful. And I've seen the highlights, um, and obviously it's a good result, I suppose. But um, I don't read too much into a 4-0 press, and I think that's expected. Very poor first half, though, isn't it? Oh, terrible. Terrible. I, I watched the first half of the Chelsea game, and I was questioning my sanity after. I was like, what am I doing watching this? And then I flicked over to Middlesbrough and Aston Villa, which was a much more... Um, Entertaining affair, Aston Villa got a leg call in the end. FA Cup replays, Kieran, are a big talking point this week. Are you for them or are you against them? I'm for I'm for replays oh, until well. the because I think they've already pushed them back for until the quarter final. So the quarter final, there's no replays. Right. I think that's that's good. I think the early ties, you want to give the the Leicester teams a bit of a chance, you know. Mm. Um, and having extra time would mean that the big team always comes up on top, in my opinion. Yeah, fair. Um, so yeah, I, I'm for replays. Right. I think there's too much uh, player. What is it? Player share, um, shower treatment? Is that what they call it? I mean, <laughs> they they they, uh, they they get a lot now, and they get more money and power, such. Yeah. yeah, and I think the players are are, are complaining of the fixture list, but. Suck it up, move on. I'm firmly against replays, man. Why? I think the player welfare is, is a big thing. But do they not have enough welfare already uh, in the money regard? Well, like, if you look at... I mean, that's... It's kind of irrelevant. Oh, is it? Um, They're paying for good money and they have to play a football match every three days. Cry me a river. And what else did they have to do? No. During the day? I, I think that's a very, like, materialistic way of looking at it, Carolyn. It's It's like... Oh, they have to do their job once every week oh, or every three days. These are also like people with you know human feelings and you know emotions, <laughs> which like. they can express during the rest of their day, other than the two hours outside the football pitch. What's your point? Not if your Achilles tendon is torn, it's not. It quite literally prevents you from doing your job. Achilles tendon torn, right? And um, the football pitch is better, getting better every day. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think the point being is, I think there's just too many games as it is. As it is. Like, even this League Cup game, this should be a Wembley job, one one game, in my opinion. Oh, no, I agree with that now. But we're talk- if we're talking about the the FA Cup replays, I think they've always been traditional. And that's where uh, my sort of patience runs out with all where that. Where does the tradition start and end? Because if we're, if we're going by tradition, well, there's going to be finals replayed then. Because that, that was a tradition for many men was, was FA Cup final replays. Semi final replays. So where where does it end? Oh, I think it ends at the quarter finals. Adam, uh, yeah, which is, I, I which think, is that, the I think that's bollocks, though. All right, so you t- you think it's bollocks? Why why is it bollocks? Other than the the player welfare, as you put it. What's the point? The point is is to give these lesser teams that are playing against the bigger opposition a chance to come home and to give them a game. That's I think that's what the point is. No, I I agree with that. But what what's the point in only doing it to the quarter final? What what if Wrexham get to the quarter final and draw say Chelsea for example? Um they draw nil all with Chelsea in Sanford Bridge and then it goes to replay. Would what why what's the difference between the quarter final and, and the round of sixteen? Like why why does it stop there? I think the the fixture list becomes more congested towards the end of the season, does it not? 
The fiction is is as congested now, and more important, I think, as well. So the the, the domestic campaigns would, would get more important. I don't know if I agree with that now. I think I think any points dropped is is important, really, depending on what you're fighting for. Mm. Like if you're Chelsea, I'll respect them. Not slightly when I say this, but what are Chelsea fighting for this season? Four wins on the bounce, Adam. No, again, that's that's great. Mm. I'm not saying it's not oh, oh, much oh, oh, oh. score as well, but. Um, Point being, like, if you're Man City or like Liverpool or Arsenal, that are fine for the title now. Arsenal, no. Any points dropped? Sorry, no, no Arsenal. Sorry, go ahead. Any points dropped during the season are big points. So what? What? What's the difference between dropping a point in May and dropping a point now in terms of what you're fighting for? You know, like I, I don't yeah, agree. I, I don't agree mean. with the point you're making. Of it's more important. But I think season. I, I think the point is during the quarter final at, at the quarter final stage, the sort of Better teams are nailed on at that point, so they should have a better chance in the quarterfinal as opposed to what they do in the third, fourth, fourth, fifth round. Mm. You know, I, I, I personally don't mind the replays. I think the replays are fine. I think they're a nuisance, man. They're a nuisance. I, I, I just think Suck it up, though, as I said. You're getting paid 300, 300, 350 grand, 250 grand, I'm 200 grand. Getting paid that money. I know you're not, but these players are. Um, do you think the magic of the cup's still there? Uh, I think it's coming back because there's less of a chance to uh, to win a domestic trophy, Premier League, Champions League. There's less chance now right. than there was before. Do you think it's still there? No, I think the gap's too big now. I, I don't think like do you remember Wigan won the FA Cup against Man City, which is very rarely spoken about, which I think is mental by the way. So. Yeah, and they got relegated. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think we'll ever see the likes of that again. I remember Swansea won the league cup, and was it twenty fourteen? Uh, twenty twelve maybe. Yeah. Twenty thirteen maybe. Yeah. Twenty fourteen, I think. Well, we're looking at Mills. We're playing Chelsea now in the semi final, so mm. we'll see. But like yeah. I, I even I, I'd say if Mills were got to the final, and it was either Liverpool or Fulham, I wouldn't see them getting past them. <laughs> All due respect. Yeah, well, don't you don't know. You don't I, don't, I know I said Middlesbrough win here. I don't see them getting past Chelsea either. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things. But football is like that. You like these things. Anything can happen, really. I suppose, Carol, before we talk about Man United and Wigan's FA Cup encounter, briefly, um, <laughs> we look at the big game of the weekend, which was Liverpool and Arsenal. Liverpool two, Arsenal nil at the Emirates. I, look, if you hadn't said to me that we'd be out of the FA Cup on Sunday evening, oh my God! Chew. Oh, how's he missed that? Palmer. Gone. Big win, Kieran. But yeah, the point I was making: if you hadn't said to me on Sunday evening that Liverpool were out of the FA Cup, having lost to Arsenal, there would have been a part of me that was angry because we lost to Arsenal, but there also would have been a part of me that wouldn't have been too upset given the nature of, like at least we don't have replay, yada yada. Um, but Liverpool played really. I I I thought Jurgen Klopp gave Mikel Arteta a lesson in management. I yeah. I in mean, game management. I, I would I agree with that. And I think he did. I would agree with that. And to be honest with you, Arsenal, I'm drinking their tears at the moment because this <laughs> this. I I think this has been quite a delusional uh, sort of run to being a top elite team. I think there's a long way to go for Arsenal. I think there always has been. And realistically, you can look at that campaign last year and you can say, was that a success? Well, not a success. It was a success, but was that a once-off? Yeah. You know, we're kind of looking at that now. Um, I think Arteta, 
it's kind of running out of options uh, when it comes to forward wise. I mean, last year Nketi came in for a while when when Jesus was injured, and he done well. But now he's not even playing in Ketia, um, which I think says a lot. Uh, Havertz looks like a very poor signing, uh, sixty-five million, and it's looking very good on Chelsea's end now with the Mount and Havertz transfers going out. Um, and yeah, it's not looking good for Arsenal. I I don't see it, see them as title contenders at this point. Well, I think they just on Havertz really briefly. Havertz is the type of player you sign. If you've won a league, you know, the type of luxury player who, you know, waltzes around the pitch, does his thing. He's not a player you buy when you're hunting a league title, if that makes sense. Like, he's not a killer. He's not someone you can, you can go, he's going to get 20, 30 goals a season. Well, Do you know? Like, I, I, I think, don't know I what think, he is, Adam. Well, what, I, what is he? He's I not, think that's he's part not of the a stri- He's not a striker, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh I think the only manager that could maybe get the best out of Havertz and turn him into a good player would be Pep Guardiola, mm. who I would trust to turn him into a good player. Mm. Um, I think he's looked better under Arteta at times. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've looked at Arsenal at times and I've seen Havertz maybe improving a bit um, at times under Arteta. But mm. for me, it's not, he's, he's not really what Arsenal need to win the league title. And I think that's, that lies the problem with Arteta. I think mm. even the David Roya transfer... Yeah, a goalkeeper. What is the point of that? I, 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 did, I just, I just, this whole, think, I just don't think you trust Ramsdale. Well, this is this whole Roya Roya Ramsdale thing mm. that was going on for a month or two. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? I don't think that's Arsenal's biggest problem, the goalkeeper position. No. I, I would see their biggest problem being putting the ball in the back of net, mate. Yeah, up front, and also in the middle of the park. I don't, I don't think there's anyone to play beside Declan Rice. I don't know. I think Odegaard's a good, good man to be beside him, but it's, it's that it's almost that third player midfield is, is who plays with him. Yeah, that's you know? my point. Yeah, um, like you look at Chelsea. Chelsea have an abundance of midfielders like Svenzo, Gallagher, um, Caicedo, Lavia. Like there's a bunch of players there that you would have thought Arsenal make. Like, I think Lavia probably would have been the one that you're looking at going if he had went to Arsenal. They have a real like I don't know Trent midfield. I still, think Lavia, I still think Lavi. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, <laughs> I still think Lavi probably will come good for Chelsea. But yeah, I think Arteta. I think Arteta is still quite young in his managerial career. What I said, if he ever comes off the bench, I think Arteta is still quite young in his managerial career. But I think Klopp, like after after the the game in the Semmerman, and we were in McGowan's, aren't we? After in the twenty third, and the the voice note I created. Of I was trying to discuss the the Liverpool Arsenal game with Ian, um, but then we spotted like a Wigan fan or something, and then we started singing "Free from Desire." It didn't really go to plan, but this is our first time chatting about that game. Um, I thought it was a really entertaining game, Premier League football. And I thought the game on Sunday was was not as entertaining. I did think there was elements of it that was probably just as good, but around the seventieth minute, Klopp made the decision to stick a twist. He went, right, I'm either winning this or losing this. And I think part of that is to do with the FA Cup replays. That's that's my well, thinking. I think part, part of the reason this is even in debate is Jurgen Klopp crying about fixture congestion all the time. That's but, my opinion. But he's right, though. He, he, might be, he might be where you might be wrong, but you can stop crying. Um, he brings on he brings on Connor Bradley and Bobby Clark. Oh, my God. Middlesbrough scored. Sorry, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> Middlesbrough have actually scored... 
Oh, man. Go on, what were we saying? instant karma for Slayton Club, by the way. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, he said. Okay. See, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Go on, go ahead. I've never seen it. What were we saying about Bobby Clark? I've never seen what it. What were we saying about Bobby Clark? I agree in 2024, yeah. Um, so he brings on uh, Connor Bradley and Bobby Clark, and these are like one's 18, one's like 20 or something. Um, have played very little games for Liverpool and he just threw them on and I think it was a brave decision because you look at Arteta on the other side he didn't make any decisions like that and I, I really liked it because first of all like there's a lot of injuries in the Liverpool squad we've just seen replays this minute ago um, just let him go in man just fucking let him let him in just score yeah fair enough go on uh, Hackney with the goal from Middlesbrough to make a 1-0 here Arsenal didn't create anything they hadn't got one shot on goal after those two substitutions to Liverpool's seven shots I think on goal and Liverpool going to win the game 2-0 Luis Diaz gets a great goal as well towards the end of the game man he got I, taught a lesson man I think, I think uh, Klopp's had Arteta's number since he started managing Arsenal that's that's the reality and and even last year I think there was a game where they were like 2-1 up or 2-0 up yeah. was it? and they came two back up 3-2 was it? Uh, finished 2 all Anfield yeah no uh, I, this is why I, I, I said it a few podcasts ago I was like I fancy Liverpool and City just because they have that experience and they have the big game managers managers that Arsenal the likes of Arsenal Spurs etc all other titled contenders that are in the mix mm-hmm. Aston Villa don't have and that's why Arsenal lost this game and Liverpool won it mm. but really this was a great chance for Arsenal to pick Liverpool off and to maybe knock them out of the cup but yeah. they didn't and now Liverpool I, I fans are going to be deluded and talk about quadruples but they're still in all four trophies on I, Arsenal I don't think Arsenal maybe have, Champions League I don't think Arsenal will have ever had a better chance at punting sword against us either without the likes of Salah, Van Dijk, Sabasloy, like there was a lot of players out for Liverpool as well, um, and I, ju- I just think it was I just think it was an interesting, I think it was interesting to see Arteta's lack of management at times. Do you know there, there was a point in the game where Saka has a chance and he balloons it over, and you can just see Arteta animated on the side of the pitch, you know, like just losing his like it was Man. as if he lost his cool. He's playing Kibi or left back. He's trying to do what he's self destructing. Yeah, he's self destructing his own, his own, his own self importance mm. for the sake of of sacrificing Arsenal's head. Mm. You know, I don't even know if that makes any sense. It makes absolutely zero yeah. sense. I was like, he's prioritizing his his own self importance. Yeah, at the extent of Arsenal's demise, in my yeah. opinion. No, I agree. I agree. Because playing KBR left back. And sort of playing this hipster football. It's not going to get you anywhere. So he's essentially co- copying Guardiola because obviously that's what Guardiola does to see he plays force and a half. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, well, Pochettino's trying to do that as well and he's not doing it to any great extent. But, um, do you know what I mean? Like, I was looking at AFTV, which is probably what I shouldn't have done anyways. But Robbie was comparing Salah and Van Dijk being out to Arsenal being without Sinchenko and Gabriel Jesus which is is fucking mental Kira, because Zinchenko and Jesus don't get into Liverpool's team 
But Van Dijk and Salah, I tell you, walk into Arsenal's team and every other team in the league. I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't use them as parameter for the average Arsenal fan. But yeah, I agree with you. Do you know? So I just, it was nice to kind of put them back down a bit. And uh, I suppose the delusional Liverpool fan, Kieran, uh, we are still in four competitions, um, and we're well. I I'd see this as two deluded teams. But yeah, go on. In a transition season, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to gas on Joey. In a transition season, Kieran, I think for Liverpool to be where they are is very good. It's not a transition season. Yeah, I agree with you. That. It is a transition season. Uh, well, if it was a transition season, you'd be tenth like us. You guys free fall on the We're in transition. You guys <laughs> free fall. Go on. We um, move on to uh, Wigan against Man United. Yeah, I suppose the only thing to say here really is did you think it was a penalty, Bruno Fernandes? I didn't see it. Right. I watched the first half and I was, I was like, I'm knocking this off. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it, it's that case with the FA Cup. I just don't have. As soon as I see it, United go one nil up against Wigan, I'm like, they've won. Well, the thing, the problem I have with games like that is, and I think this game is a good barometer. But if you can sense a shock, you'll you'll keep it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get what like, you mean. Yeah, I like, just didn't sense a shock. Yeah. 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 Do you know what kind of like, like I was looking at it. Like I I came in from work. Um, and I came in with like five minutes in and then you know that I would score about 15 minutes later and I was looking at it and I was going right this is not going to end fucking Wigan aren't getting a goal here essentially mm. was my thought and I went down and made food I made those like Wigan aren't scoring here you know I've made it 1-0 they'll probably win 3 or 4 nil here um, the penalty on Fernandez there was like a hint of contact on him from the Wigan defender um, Ian Roy classed it after the game was clever um, what Fernandez did well Ian Wright also had a problem with Jota's dive against Newcastle so uh, very hypocritical um, again with the referees it is the standard referees fucking terrible but at the same time Liverpool won the game 2-0 um, or sorry United won the game 2-0 two two yeah. they were always going to win the game yeah. that's my opinion yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think there's any, any point banging on about referee in this extent. Um, but yeah, good win for United, I suppose, away from home. It could always be a shock, like uh, the one I'm watching right now. So yeah. it, was, it was a good, good it win. It was nice to see Colin McManus still still rocking out, wasn't it? Man. Sean Maloney's the manager. What Man, the fuck? it's so mad. It's crazy. But do you remember Colin McManus in that FA Cup final against Man City? He was like... What age is he now? 38? 30, uh, I think he's like early 30s, like 33, 34. Mm. He was like fucking scout messy in that game, man. He was so good against Man City that time. When he came Bit on... Bit of a John McGinn. Yeah, he came on and he crunched Alejandro Garnacho straight away. And <laughs> I was I was pissed myself out because it was quite funny. After, after going to Greg's before the match. Yeah. Water, who was at this game, he's probably going to listen to this on the plane tomorrow. He was in Greg's today um, before the game. <laughs> For a sausage draw, we look fucking terrible. Anyway, I have two big fixtures in this FA Cup draw. Mm-hmm. Chelsea versus Villa, Spurs against City, I think, are the standout ones. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, Spurs City is the... Well, I think Spurs City being the, being the big one in the sense of one of the big boys going out early on. Like Arsenal went out, so you're looking at one of, I suppose, several big teams being knocked out early on. Um, like I mean if Chelsea get through their game against Villa you know you're only really looking at one of Liverpool Spurs slash Man City 
that you kind of have to be worried about then. Like in terms of the the smaller teams in the competition, I I hate saying smaller teams as well because I think it's very derogatory. But um, the less fancied size, let's say. Mm. Um, so I think the Spurs City game is a bit of a, a bit of an accumulator booster, isn't it? Really, you don't know which way it's gonna go. Um, I'd fancy City to go through there naturally enough, but. Who's to say? Like, what can happen? There's obviously still a few replays to go. I fancy Spurs at home. Because City's uh, bogey team has always been Spurs, mm. traditionally. I suppose we'll do quick fire predictions for the round. Bournemouth, Swansea? Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Blackburn, Wrexham? Wrexham. Uh, Blackburn. Chelsea, Villa? Chelsea. Uh, Villa. Fulham, Newcastle? Newcastle away, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go Fulham. Ipswich, Maidstone? Maidstone. Yeah, I'd like to see Maidstone go through. Uh, Leeds, Plymouth. Leeds. Leeds. Leicester versus Hull slash Birmingham. I'm going to Leicester. Go Leicester, Leicester nice. Liverpool against Norwich slash Bristol Rovers. Norwich. Liverpool. Uh, Newport slash Eastleigh against Man United. Eastleigh. Oh, I'd love Man Let's have that. <laughs> Eastleigh at home. Man United. Let's Newport, go. hopefully. Sheffield United, Brighton. Uh, Brighton. Sheffield United. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday Coventry Coventry uh, Wednesday Spurs City I'm going to have Spurs Spurs yeah for me Watford Southampton ooh Southampton Watford West Brom versus Brentford slash Wolves potential Black County Derby there I think West Brom West Brom at home yeah I'd say Wolves overall Uh, West Ham slash Bristol City versus Forest slash Slash Blackpool. Uh, I'm gonna go <laughs> Bristol two, City. Two potential replays. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the second of two. I'm, I'm gonna go know. Bristol City. Uh, West Ham. Have you got a goal of the weekend, Kieran from Niffy Cup? Are we doing a Hall of Fame this week? Actually, we will. we will. I don't have a goal though. To be honest with you, I think they're all quite. <laughs> they're <shit>. all miserable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your goal of the weekend? Um, I'm gonna give it to Patrick Bamford's goal. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I'll give it to that one as well. That was an unbelievable goal. I'll latch on to you, Adam. Um, God of the week. What? I said I'll latch on to you with that. Thank you. Well, not literally. Yeah, uh, no, again, thank you. Uh, God of the week, Ron. God of the week. Uh, You're so angry at this game, aren't you? I'm angry, I'm angry in general that we're talking about FA Cup still as well. I don't even know. I don't, who's, who's been the God this week? Uh, Luis Diaz is down the way in. Give it to him then. <laughs> This fella Ronaldo is a cod. Our cod of the week this week is... Is the FA. The FA. For a five-day uh, FA Cup game. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's so harsh. Keep, let's keep it short and sweet here. No, it's, Absolutely ridiculous. I think, I think spread it out. I, I don't agree with this cod of the week. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't sorry. agree. Sorry. Uh, okay. Usually we're in the but you, I don't agree you, with this. You can disagree. I, I can't. Can, can. You are the cod of the week. I, you okay, are, I'm the cod of the week. You're the cod of the week. I think, I think Carl Palmer's the cut of the no, week. No, no. You're the cut of the week. Three series he's missed, actually. Jesus you're the cut of the week for Gaslight. Your hopes are in Carl Palmer. He's missed three series. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I have, I have, uh, I'm giving it to, uh, <laughs> do you have Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah, alright, I'm giving my Hall of Fame this week to uh, the one and only, 
Marketing genius. I said I would. I said I would before Christmas. And I'm, I'm sticking to my word. The marketing genius of Sean Millis on TikTok. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm still waiting on the miracle to come out of. Have we mentioned him in the podcast up to now? No, because it happened over the break. Yeah, I was just thinking. So I had to... I had to you had to ro- wait. Roll it back. Jesus Christ. Roll it back. Sean Millis, the go. Uh, waiting on a miracle to come. Hoylands uh, look alike. Tom Palmer's look alike. He was your uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, my Hall of Fame, Kiran, this week. It was going to be between. I was going to pick Lewis Diaz as that again for being <laughs> the Emirates away. He can't be in twice. But he's already in it, isn't he? I feel like he is. I don't know, is he? I think he might be. Um, you picked him when I went with CM Punk. I think that might have been a draw, so he actually right. genuinely could already be in it. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Patrick Bamford's goal. I actually genuinely think that's Puskas. That's going to win. I think that's going to win Puskas. And this is going to win this this week, probably. Sean oh, hold on. Do you want me to pick some shit so Sean Millis goes in? No, no, We're we'll never collaborating with this man, ever. Like, it's not going to no, happen. But you have to give it to him. No, he is. No, I agree. I do, no, to, I do agree with you. You have to give it to him. And you know what? Controversial opinion. It's not a bad song. No, it's not. It's actually, not, it's actually a decent song. <laughs> Although I can imagine if you're a United fan just breaking oh, the windows over. Yeah, yeah. The moment we've all been waiting for. The I've moment been waiting. you've been waiting for. I, I can't I, I wait. I literally texted you and was like, I don't want to do this. And you're like, oh, I, we're doing it. I can't wait. I can't wait, I can't, Adam. I can't do this again. I can't wait. I can't do this again. AFCON 2024, rescheduled 2023 tournament. Was that what it was? I think so. I think it's every two years, but on an odd year. So this is the reschedule of 2023. The last one in 2021 was in 2022 because of the reschedule for 2021. So we're two years on from 2022. And that was the rescheduled 2021. Sorry yeah. for, for the confused listeners. I'm so, the I am so confused. Um, it starts this Saturday, Kieran, with Cote d'Ivoire taking on Guinea-Bissau. Do you like that pronunciation? Guinea-Bissau, yeah. Um, do you know what, man? I actually enjoy some of these games. Why? I'd say I think, they're, I think it, it showcases a, another part of the world's football ability. Um, and I think a lot of people are quick to look down on it. I remember the twenty was it twenty twenty two was the last one. It was just like filled with memes, like a referee blowing up for a full time, like seven minutes before the game was out the over. Do you remember stuff like that? Yeah, but I, I think, think that people kind of conspiracy as well. I think people kind of took the piss out of that, but I actually do think there's a lot of good players and there's a lot of good games here. Yeah. So I'm actually somewhat looking forward to Cote d'Ivoire taking on. Uh, yeah, this, we're actually flying over to this album, can you believe? Well, I can't believe it because it's absolutely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you in Dublin Airport at 6.45 <laughs> in the morning. Well, morning. We're getting a flight. You'd be flying out on tours there, so I'd say. Surely that's a, a like, a, what's what's the word? You fly into one country to fly to another. I've arranged with, uh, what's the name? Uh, Tom's Under the Hammer. Uh, <laughs> is that the right show? Dion Dublin Dion Dublin okay he's flying us over he's flying just us over yeah just to tell us and what does he say here's the landing up up to the bedroom or something that's why he always says (laughs) out of context Dion Dublin great page on TikTok Um, yeah it takes place in Cogsy Fire this year look honestly I am actually looking forward to it yeah so am I I I think it adds a bit of a a bit of transparency to this time of year as well. Mm. I mean, I think I remember this being in February though, and now it's in January. No, it was January. It was always January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, 
Yeah, we have Group A, firstly. So in this group, Adam, we have uh, Cote d'Ivoire or Ivory Coast. The host. Uh, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau versus Equatorial Guinea. Or sorry, not versus, they're in the same group. But at some stage, the Guinea-Derry will be happening. Is that a... The is that a great Guinea-Derry. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, and then we have Nigeria okay. in the same group. Yeah. Um, who do you fancy <coughs> out of this group? I, I, I see... Um, there's there's some noble players off each team. For Ivory Coast, I have um, Seb Haller. Zero goals in 14 games, which is crazy this season since he's come back from uh, the sad illness he had. Uh, Simon Ndingra and Nicola Pepe, mm. um, who we might know from Arsenal a few years ago. Flop. Uh, Ecuadorial Guinea. I think Ndingra and Haller are both injured as well. Yeah. I think they're both gone over the knock. Mm. Um, Ecuadorial Guinea, I have Sal Coco. Sal Coco. Uh, very cool name, uh, Solomon Obama. Not related. Man, I had him written down. Did you read up on that fella? Barack. So no, Solomon Obama, right? Spanish underage international. What? Yeah, he played underage football for Spain, and he was he played for Atletico Madrid. He he was one of my ones to watch, but I changed it because I thought you might have had him. Right. Well, that's, that's and we Atletico. have Rocky <clears throat> Alex Balboa playing for. Uh, <laughs> for Ecuadorian Guinea as well. <laughs> is that is that what he's referred to as, or uh, I just refer to him as that? Okay, right, right. Personally, um, so I was looking at this group myself, Kieran. Equatorial Guinea ranked eighty eighth in FIFA's world rankings. Guinea Bissau one hundred and three. Um, Not much between them. Cote d'Ivoire fifty, and then Nigeria forty two. Um, I think the FIFA rankings take like. Generally speaking, are a lot of baloney. I, I don't. I don't believe in them for a most Baloney, part. yeah. Um, my my players. So you have one to watch for each player. I I actually have. I have. I have uh, one to watch for each team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one to watch for Guinea Bissau would be Zay Turbo. Okay. I heard he's very fast. Right. Jeez. Um, and then this is terrible. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, you, you have a cheek to get out of my Debbie culture. I swear to God, Nigeria as well. Adam uh, suffered a blow today after Victor Boniface yeah. uh, has been ruled out. He was been in Leverkusen as well. Yeah, Leverkusen, but Victor Osimhen as well. That's the big one for yeah. him there. But uh, Alex Wobie as well. Mm. Shout out uh, what's his name? He used to play for uh, Bolton. His nephew, or is he? JJ Okocha. JJ Okocha. Yeah, so nice and end twice. Um, I have Adam Luckman down here on his own touch for Nigeria. Right. Um, he's been around for a while, hasn't he? Like Charlton, Everton, Leipzig, Fulham. He's sort of a niche player, isn't he? I, I, man, when he was knocking about Everton and Leipzig, I was, I really like fancied him to come to Liverpool. Right, right. Yeah, I knew. I could tell by it. Um, I wanted him to come to Liverpool. <laughs> you said like, those, I mean, uh, but you said those two things sounds delayed from each other. That's no, because I was waiting on you to say <laughs> something. Um, it's like when I said that time about Marco Silva and William, I was like, their relationship. And you were yeah. like, uh, in terms of what? Um, but he's a player who's been around for a long time. Um, <laughs> he's been a player who's been around for a long time. But I just think, I think this Nigeria team, I, I think they'll go far in this competition. And I think if they do go far, he'll be one of the reasons why. Um, player to watch out for Equatorial Guinea. There's not many, but have Luis Asue, who's 22 years old, seven goals in two or two appearances for a sporting Braga B. Um, and then Guinea-Bissau I have Edgar Lai who's been around for ages now he's 32 years of age um, 
another player who was playing underage football for a European side who was with Portugal, but he's been he's been around with the likes of Barcelona, Feyenoord, Nantes, and now he's with Istanbul, Besiktasir. So Group A, Kieran, who's gone through? I, I think Nigeria top group and Ivory Coast second. Um, I'm going to go for an upset. I'm <laughs> going to say that that uh, Nigeria get knocked out by Equatorial Guinea. So I'm going to go Ivory Coast and Equatorial Guinea through. Okay. Guinea all the way, right. as they say. Do they say? I hope. Group B, Kieran, Cape Verde, Egypt, Ghana and Mozambique. Um, so S- beside Comoros. Beside Comoros. Comoros aren't in there, aren't they? No. Very disappointed. Sierra Leone aren't in there either, aren't they? Man, match fixing. Do you remember that the last one? Sierra Leone. And Ivory Coast. Man, who was playing for Sierra Leone again? Was it Calker? Uh, Stephen Calker, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that, though? Oh, Go man. on. Cape um, Verde, of course. Kieran Pico Lopez. Shamrock Rovers will be playing for them. The centre half, Roberto Lopez. Back in time for the start of the new League of Ireland season. I mean, it's, good, it's a good way to get fit. Um, they're 73rd ranked in the FIFA World Ranking. Um, one place behind Northern Ireland. My player to watch out for Cape Verde, whoever, is Bebe. From a former Man United player. Bebe, yeah. yeah. He's playing for him? Yeah. Right, yeah. Ex-Portuguese underage player as well. So. Um, did you ever hear the conspiracy about him? That I think Nanny failed a drug test or something. And by way of covering that up, they bought Bebe um, and paid whoever covered it up a substantial amount of money so they'd cover up Nanny Fenn and drug tests. Do you ever hear about that? No. That's, that's how Bebe got to United. There you go. He flopped. Oh yeah, he was terrible. He was really bad. Um, More player to watch over Cape Verde. Sorry, I, I, I was like an aside there, Kieran. I'm sorry. I had I had Pico Lopez written down as well. So, yeah. um, But I don't, I don't really... There's some of these teams that don't really have many players oh, to watch. Oh God, man. Like, <laughs> we have Egypt... Uh, Mohamed Salah and Lene Trezeguet mm. all them I have Omar Marmouche of Eintracht Frankfurt Marmouche yeah um, Marmouche 10 goals and assists in 15 games so far in the season he's actually had a pretty good season for them like Nigeria I, I fancy Egypt to do quite well here yeah I mean they got the final last time out didn't they so yeah. you'd be expected um, Ghana as well Adam Chris Hewton's the manager I have a conspiracy theory about Chris Hewton but Leave that for another day. No, you may as well. Well, well, it's I, I, I looked through the Ghana squad and the name I picked out was Chris Hewton as well, so I, I do want right, to. Right, we'll talk about Chris Hewton then. Right. I think he's going to be the next uh, Ireland manager after yeah. Sormont. That's my opinion. I yeah. think he'll leave Ghana. That's a conspiracy. Well, it's not a conspiracy as, okay, as okay. such, but right. it's my theory. Yeah. And also, Mozambique, Adam, a very interesting player, player for them, Renildo. Yes. Ronaldo, oh, Renildo of Atletico. Of Atletico Madrid, yeah, you're right. He's their um, left back. I picked out Genny Cantama of Sporting Lisbon. He has two goals in 21 games since he signed for them. I don't think he's played a whole lot of football. Right. For them. Well, if you're playing someone this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, um, I fancy Egypt and Cape Verde to go through here, though. Wow. I'm going to go Egypt Ghana. Yeah. I think Christian will do well with Ghana. Mm. Um, but Group C, Adam, we have Cameroon, Gambia, Guinea, another Guinea. And Senegal. Uh, I've picked out Vincent Abubakar Adam. Okay. Who I think you do like was Vincent. absolutely terrific yeah. in both the World Cup and the last. You Afghan. do love Abubakar, don't you? I, I just think he's terrific in these international tournaments. He yeah. shows up. 
Uh, I remember his chip was it against Serbia in the in one of the best games of the tournament in the World Cup. He's I think he's over in Saudi now. Isn't he's he? in uh, <coughs> Besiktas, Turkey. Is he Besiktas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. um, he was in Saudi I believe but yeah, I think, I think so. he's a terrific international player I think he'll do well for Cameroon yeah. I expect them to actually top this group ahead of Senegal well um, but yeah who's your player to watch for Cameroon I have Olivier and Sham formerly yeah. of Arsenal no of uh, Celtic Celtic yeah, yeah, yeah. Swans as well Samsung Sports Samsung Spore in Turkey he's playing for now um, a lot of these players are playing in the likes of Turkey. I don't know if you noticed that when looking at squads. But yeah, Encham, I, I really liked Encham when he was with Celtic. Um, and I was surprised he never, I think he went to Swansea when they were in the Premier League. And then obviously they got relegated. I was surprised he never actually got a proper run at the Premier League because I always thought he was good. And they were without Brian and Buemo as well. Uh, yeah, which is sad. I, I love him, Buemo. Yeah. Buemo's a good player. Uh, knee surgery or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Gambia next, Adam. Uh, Musa Barrow in the last edition of AFCON was very good, if I remember correctly. Gambia are the lowest ranked side in the competition. Um, my player to look out for Gambia, however, is Gancuba Minta, who's with Feyenoord at the minute. <clears throat> he's, uh, the reason why he's one to look out for is he's on loan from Newcastle. Right. Um, with Feyenoord. Five goals and assists in 18 games this season. Um, I think he's only like 18 or 19 he's very young but I, I think he's going to be a very good player um, at some point potentially for Newcastle so that's why I have him as my one to watch Kieran. Um moving on to Guinea who are ranked 80th in the FIFA World Rankings um, my one to watch here is Naby Keita Naby yeah I, I think he's I actually do think he's a very good midfielder when he's fit and I don't know if you remember the last AFCON oh, I remember the last uh, AFCON he was really good I don't remember the last uh, watched him in the last Afcon, but I do remember the meme of him with Weetabix as legs because he keeps getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's typical of him to be fair. <laughs> I don't expect him to play any games at him because he'll be injured. But Oh yeah, I t- actually do think he's injured going into It's frustrating because I-, I think he's a good player. But uh, I do know that Guinea have a player called Antoine Conte. Very similar to Antonio Conte. And they also have a player called Jose Martinez Conte. It was very similar to N'Golo Kante. So can we see two players of past teams with the same second names winning something big like the AFCON? Just like Kante and Kante did. won the Premier League together. Is that uh, some sort of uh, theory that I've just come up with? Absolutely not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Senegal Adam Senegal Um, I mean you can't look much further really than the likes of like I think Senegal are quite strong on into this naturally enough I think they have one of the best squads I think they're the highest ranked African side if I'm correct they won it last Morocco might be ahead of them yeah Morocco are the only side ahead of them they're 20th in the world Kieran Sadio Mane um, Koulibaly Edouard Mendy Pape Sarr Nick Jackson I have Ismaili Sarr written down here as well yeah. former Watford player now at Marseille sort of forgotten um, talent isn't he did Senegal win it last time Senegal won it in the last edition against I, I, against Egypt wasn't it against Egypt no. I wouldn't be surprised if Senegal won it again yeah I, I'd, I'd agree with that uh, <coughs> statement I think Morocco Morocco and Algeria would be a factor mm. um, but yeah this group I see um 
I see Cameroon finishing ahead of Senegal in this group and it'll be the top two, yeah. Who do you see? I have a feeling Cameroon are not gonna go through. Wow. Mm, I don't I don't think they're that good. I think it'll be Senegal and Guinea go through. So we have Group D Yeah, Group D Colonel, sorry, go on. Algeria, Angola, yep. Burkina Faso and Mauritiana. Algeria, Riyad Maris. I have written here Ria Maris because he's in Saudi Arabia. He's in, uh, very good, well done. Yeah, I like it, I like it, I like it. Thank yeah, you. That was quite good. Um, who do you have as your uh, one to watch for? Um, how team Awar. Awar. Ex Leon, now at Roma. Was he at West Ham at one point as well? I might imagine that. I think he might be, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if Side Ben Ram's in the squad, but he'd be another one to look out for. Yeah. Algeria have a very good chance of winning the whole thing as well, to be fair. Like Awar, for example. 233 appearance for Leon. Like when you have players like that in your squad. They have Slomani as well, he used to play for Leicester. Yeah. Like when you have players like that in your squad knocking about, it, it, it's kind of hard to look past a team like that, you know. Mm. I think they kind of flopped at the last one, if I remember correctly. But Angola, Kiran, not a whole lot going on there. 117. There's some great names, though, Adam. Uh, FIFA World Ranking. Show, Gilberto, mm-hmm. ben, Benny, Freddy. Benny, Freddy. Estrella. Is that one name? No, Benny and Freddy. Oh, okay, right, right. So they have Benny and Freddy, and oh, they right. have they also have Estrella. Estrella, right. the famous Do you know who Spanish player. I, I, one of them plays for Petro Atletico. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just think they're great names. Yeah, they are great yeah. names. For My one swatch for Angola is Azito Lavumbo, who plays with Cagliari. Um, seventeen appearances, five goals and assists so far this season. He looks like a player who could probably cause a hassle for the likes of Algeria, Burkina Faso and Mauritania. Mm. Moving on to Burkina Faso, Carol 58 in FIFA World Ranking. Um, my one to watch is probably a name familiar with Premier League fans, Dango Utterara um, of Bournemouth, uh, Watara. Um, hasn't scored yet this season, but every game we've looked at him in, he usually does look quite a threat. Yeah, and you also have uh, Tap Salvo of Bayern Leverkusen here. Yeah. High flying Leverkusen. I, I think Burkina Faso done all right the last one as well, didn't they? Yeah, I think they got out of group and went far enough. And they have Issa Kabori as well, the blue. Yeah, he'll ha- he'll bring that Brexit defence to the tournament. Yeah. But uh, <coughs> <laughs> Maritania, Adam, I I don't I didn't recognise any of the players on Maritania. I I didn't recognise one good name here, Solly Maniani. Right, it's a really really cool name, but right. I I didn't recognise any. I had Suleimana Dukura, right? Um, who was an ex Leeds United striker of what two thousand ten honours, right? Now. Um, tens. The ten. Uh, okay. Uh, who do you have going through here, Adam? Uh, Algeria and Burkina Faso. I think probably most. Uh, I'm going to go for Algeria and Angola. Right. I think there's too many cool names on Angola not to go through. <laughs> right. Are these like the Comoros of this Afghan? I think field? they're like the Brazil of Afghan. Right, okay. They have the first nicknames, you know. <clears throat> oh, I get you. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Group E, Kiran, uh, Mali, Namibia, um, South Africa, and Lo- Tunisia. Jesus, local, local uh, needle there between Namibia and South Africa. Saw you judging? I, I assume so. Judging off here, analysis of. The think, African continent there. <laughs> yeah, I think Namibia, Zimbabwe, and South Africa saw each other, but. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, a bit of needle there, but uh, yeah, Mali, Namibia, South Africa, and uh, who do we got? Tunisia. Tunisia yeah. yeah, this is a great group, I think. Uh, Mali it's have favourite group. Yeah, I think so. Mali have the Adam uh, of Spurs. 
I like I like Group A. If I had to pick a group, a fame yeah. group. But yeah, yeah. side fact, um, you while well, you're going from the same one for your player to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Adam Traore. Not oh, that one. Oh, the one who played for Sheriff. Yeah, he's with Farring Forest yeah. now. Sixty-two games, twenty-nine goals. Obviously, ex Sheriff as well. Um, I think he's gonna have a, st- a good tournament. Mali, fifty-fourth in the FIFA World Ranking. They're not a bad side. They might finish top. They could do. Um, I think Tunisia will, but they definitely could. Um, Namibia Kiran, 115th in the world. Um, my player to watch is Ryan Nyambe, ex-Blackburn, Wigan, and now at Derby. Um, he was the only name I kind of recognised. Uh, South Africa, Adam. Uh, I, I found it interesting that there is a team called Super Sport United in South Africa. Okay. So it's owned by the franchise that we maybe... Uh, stream on our fire sticks. Right, okay. Super sport. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a fire stick around, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, neither do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, super sport, you know you Adam. Yeah, well, is that is that who they're owned by? They're owned by the, the TV company. Um, Jesus. And they have a player called Ricardo Goss. I also think uh, Cefalo Shithole is one to look after as well. Uh, Excuse me? He's a really good young midfielder who plays for Tondela, uh, second division in, in uh, Portugal. Right. Cefalo Shithole. Uh, his name is Sithole. But it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Um, I was looking through the South Africa squad and I couldn't recognise anyone. So my one to watch is Hugo Bross. Oh. The 71 year old manager. Oh, right. <laughs> I'll be seeing him from the touchline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> he played 10 games for Belgium between 1973 and 1986. <laughs> oh. <laughs> End the podcast. End it. Um, oh my god. But I'd be interested to see like kind of what sort of football he plays. And I'm being genuine when I say that because oh. he's, he's not a man. <laughs> you're building up to play the football match and stuff. <laughs> Playing games for Belgium in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god. But yeah, that's who I've gone for. He's my one to watch for South Africa. Tunisia Kiran, I've gone for Valerie. Valerie. Well, why don't you come on over, Jan Valerie? Um, Exothampton. Nelv Angers of League. Oh. Yeah, that that wraps up Group E, Adam. I have, um, I'm going to go for a shock here. Uh, Namibia going through with Mali. I'm going to go Mali and Tunisia. Right. Yeah. Um, group F, Kiran. Group F, the final group. Oh, my God. Um, Thanks be to Jesus. <laughs> we have Morocco, the Republic of Congo, uh, Zambia and Tanzania, Adam. Right. Um, so, who's your one to watch for Morocco? Um, I've gone for Unahi. I think he he was the player after the World Cup that I kind of wanted Liverpool to get over Amrabat because I didn't really think Amrabat was that great and look okay, he's he's doing quite poorly with United now. But I I really think Unahi is a good player. Um, I think if Morocco are to go far, they need the likes of Unahi, Mazraoui, Hakimi. I don't know if Ziyech is involved. I assume he is, but they, they're going to need all the big boys to stand up. And Yusiri is another player I think uh, could do very well. But yeah, I've gone for Unai. I've gone for uh, uh, Yasin Bono here, Adam. Right, okay. Hello, uh, hello. Uh, Hola. <laughs> I can't believe the news today. Um, Bono is playing on the Sunday, bloody Sunday. But uh, yeah, Morocco are playing on Sunday. The Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, ranked 67th in the world, Kieran. I've gone for 
my one to watch for to be Gail Kakuta. What? Yeah. He's playing? Yeah. Gail <laughs> Kakuta, a former Chelsea player, 10 goals in 38 games, That's I think, for Chelsea. That's throwback, that is. Um, do you remember the big hoo-ha going on about him when he first went to Chelsea? No, I don't remember. Because he was, he was underage, so right. he was like 14, I think, or something. Yeah. And there was like inquest into like Chelsea's dealings and stuff like that. I'm telling you now, yeah. it was mad stuff. Um, I think he was the first like teenager ward. Was that why we were transferring him? Could have been, been yeah. something like that, yeah. Uh, um, I've gone for him, I'm just surprised he's still knocking about to be honest. So am I. He was 17 like 40 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for uh, Johan Wissa Adam of Brentford. Is he fit? Is he, is I he actually, gone? I don't know, he might be going in, in the squad, uh, I haven't heard any news yet but um, I'm assuming he's going to be in the squad. I can't believe the news <laughs> today. I can't get that we had it. sorry. Uh, Zambia, Adam. We have the great Pats and Dakar playing. Yeah, I have, I have him right now as well. The great Pats. in the world. Yeah, he's going to carry them all all the way to the, the win, this uh, AFCON, I think. Yeah. Uh, Pats and Dakar. Yeah, I think... Well, you think they're going to win AFCON? Yeah. Jeez. If they have him up front, then nothing can go wrong. Um, I definitely have them going through with Morocco, but I don't know. My one to watch Kiran for Tanzania is Mwana Samata, 32 years of age now, ex Aston Villa player, yeah. now of Pauk Salonica. Um, doesn't have a great goal scoring record, he's a striker. Um, <laughs> but he's the only one I, I picked up on looking at this squad. So. Uh, oh, lots, lots of Tanzanian uh, Premier League players in the squad, Adam. One to mention is Dixon Job. Why? Yeah. I just think he's a really young, talented midfielder. And that is uh, the Group F, Adam. Who do we have winning Group F? Uh, not Tanzania. No? No. I'd say Morocco. I, I think Morocco might go really far. Morocco and Zambia is what I'm going for. I'm going Zambia first, Morocco second. Yeah. Zambia to win it all. Who, what do you think the final is going to be, Kiran? If you, if, like, we're saying this without actually knowing the path to the final, so we could be very far off. Um, I have Ivory Coast and Nigeria to win it. Um, I think uh, Nigeria have struggled in the history, historical context of this tournament. Uh, they, they've yet to win. Uh, I don't think they've done well in the Afri- African Cup Nations of recent times. Right. Um, so I would fancy Nigeria win. Okay. And for me, Nigeria have always been the traditional team in Africa that probably uh, has the best squad every time, whether it be World Cup or AFCON. Mm-hmm. They usually have the best sort of resource of players. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going for Nigeria to win it all. Who, who do you have winning it all? Um, I think it'll be a Morocco and Algeria final. Right. And uh, this is complete guesswork because I again I don't know. They're to the final. I think it'd be someone out. I think it'd be someone left field though. Like uh, for me, I'd love to see Egypt win it for Mo Salah because it's something that he's you know quite evidently passionate about, and I think. Mo Salah come to Liverpool off the back of winning an international trophy would be good for Liverpool. Yeah, he, that's true. He'd, he'd come in full of form, full of confidence. Bit of momentum. Yeah. So I, I would, I would, I would, for that reason, want uh, Egypt to win. Yeah. But I think be one. I think it'd be one of Morocco, Algeria, or Egypt to win. Right. Um. We did ask on the Instagram course, Afcon preview going down. Um. Ian Fallon says Algeria to win it. Ghana to be knocked out of the group stage, which I predicted as well, didn't I? Mm. Um, Chris Hewitt to be sacked and get the Irish job. Well, yeah, that's predicted. the theory, yeah. Um, Dave says, winner is Senegal, and he says, wants to watch Guinea. Um, thanks, Dave. Cheers for that, Dave. Middlesbrough, putting pressure on her again. 
Carl Brennan says, Jesus Christ, Drogba makes a surprise comeback and wins it for the Ivory Coast. Um, do you know what? I don't think the Ivory Coast actually need him now. As we live and breathe right here. Well, you have had only about zero goals this season, so I disagree with that sentence. Um, Dean Russell says, watch, once watch Cape Verde winners, Algeria. Cape Verde, you must support Sean McRovers. Algeria, yeah. A lot of people going for Algeria. Um, Adam Courtney of the players' position says, want to watch Algeria winners, Egypt. Yeah, good show. Yeah. Um, Gary Vav says, Equatorial Guinea loyal. Um, I didn't know he was a big fan of them. And James Smith Shadra says, Mali. I don't know if that's one to watch or to win it, but... Probably both. Very sufficient from Shay. Um, Kieran... That is our AFCON preview. Um, I, I loved actually, it. I, I actually lo- really enjoyed it. I, I loved did really enjoy it. I loved every second of it. Yeah, it was great crack. And I do every two years. Yeah. Um, we, we Hopefully we're still knocking about until it's time to do it again. Adam, I think we're continuing our record. We've covered every major tournament so far. Yeah. Bring on the Euros in 24. That's I think, saying. right, if, we, mm. if we're still knocking about until it's time and we have some amount of cash behind us, I think we go to AFCON. We it's, shake on it right now. AFCON final twenty twenty six. I don't know where it is, so that's the problem. But we've shook on it. So see, see in two years. See in two years. Um, Kieran, moving on now to the last segment of the podcast. Um, get it out as always. Sponsored by Alberto Moreno, the first one of the year, Kieran. Um, starting off with Dave, who says Arteta on the verge of being sacked from Arsenal. No. No, I think they're too they're too far gone now to sack them. <clears throat> They've backed the project here of four years now, um, starting in November, I think, twenty nineteen. Yeah, the, the, this this is too far gone in my opinion for him to be sacked. I think they if they there's won- a lot of money spent as well, isn't there? Yeah, that's part of it. 200 million spent in this transfer. Window. I think if I I read a stat there, uh, Arsenal has spent more. Than any other club net spent mm. since Arteta came in, right? Okay, and that's including everyone like City, Chelsea, City, Chelsea. Okay. So what does that say? <laughs> like, I, I think I think <clears throat> the thing is is like he's very overrated as a manager in the sense that he essentially, you know, it took him a long time to get to win a trophy and to get in Champions League, which was the big kind of you know monkey on his back for like for a better term. And then you look at Ten Hag coming into United. And I'm not saying Ten Hag's a great manager, but Ten Hag essentially did all that Arteta did in one season. Um, winning the Cup and getting back in Champions League. So yeah. I, I, I still think Arteta's young. Young as a manager. He's still learning his trade, so it's tough. And Arsenal, like, like it or not, have had a good season, I think, to an extent. Um, but after coming at Christmas, but again, I think that's down to the accumulation of games. And I think they'll pick up form again as well, won't they? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I, I, I don't think the Champions League is that great great this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they got to the final. If they got to the final. Mm. Yeah. Um Ian says uh he loves his history questions, so here we go, Carol. Um did Hitler escape to Argentina? I think you're you're clutching at straws there if 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 you were to 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 uh, suggest such a thing. Okay. Because from my understanding, Hitler Capped himself in a bunker. Right, okay. Uh, when uh, the Allies sort of started invading Berlin and such. Um, so, from my understanding, he didn't escape to Argentina. 
Okay. But if that's how you understand things, Ian Fallon, then maybe he did. Can you explain this to me? Because I, I don't get the question. Is there like a theory out there? Is there a belief out there that he escaped Argentina? I think there there probably is a theory, but I have I, I am not well knowledge enough to uh, to answer that question. It's actually not on my alleyway of questions. Historical conspiracy theories. Okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really know too much about that. Um, but maybe Ian Fallon uh, put in uh, a thing there for next week, and I mean, might come back to it. Um, okay. Because it is, it probably is a very interesting uh, conspiracy theory. It's a very nuanced question, yeah. girl, isn't it? It's too early for that, Carol. Yeah, it is. It's, it's too early in the year. Um, Carl Brennan says, best sponsor on a jersey, in your opinion, of all time? Samsung. <clears throat> Chelsea? Yeah. I love uh, Pirelli on the Inter Milan jerseys. Or Opel on the AC Milan jerseys. Of yeah, that that's very true, yeah. Of that year, UNICEF on Barcelona jerseys. I think... The sponsors on jerseys of years gone by added to the aesthetic of a jersey. Like, if you look at some of the sponsors these days, I think they almost take away from it. Yeah, although yeah. I think some more than others. Um, Carl Brennan says, starter and a main or a main and a dessert? And if so, oh, what are the choices you're going for? Oh, this is such a hard question. And I'm hungry now. I, I, I have... Oh, I wish the camera was on for this. I have a... Uh, I have a qualm about this. Uh, I think that dessert... In restaurants are overrated. Okay. I don't think they ever hit the spot. Right. Whenever I get a dessert in a restaurant, I'm disappointed. It's either too small, too miniature, too, oh, I'm in the bake-off, I'm going to make this tiny, and you have to eat it, and it only has three layers, and it's only, it's it's not fat enough to okay. fill it. So I would dodge the dessert. Okay. We'll go prawn pilly pilly as a starter. Right. Garlic prawns, cooked hot in the pan. Yeah. Probably a skillet. Peep. We had this baby about a skillet before. And he didn't On know the what best bits, was. yeah. Um, Do check that episode out. It was quite fun. Prawn pilly pilly, chili, garlic, prawns, bosh, yeah. uh, star, okay. gorgeous. Yeah. And then we'll go for uh, we'll go for uh, a mixed paella, uh, wow. seafood. And you're you're chicken on the continent for this girl. I am on the yeah, continent. Yeah, yeah. And we did dodge the dessert. So I'll answer Carl's question. We're going to start in Maine. Right. Uh, to be contrary, I'll go Maine and dessert. Right. Uh, I do love it. I do love starter though. Yeah, I love. I love like so. There's this restaurant that we we often go to. Myself, Dave, and my mum. We go to. It's called the Maples. It's on Iona Road, um, and they do like buffalo chicken wings as a starter, and it's fucking. They're so nice and they're plentiful. See, I I I think chicken wings though, Adam. Uh, you can you can overdo them in a starter. You can can only you have can. a few, in my opinion. No, you see, yeah. I'm a hungry fucker, so I need loads. <laughs> Um, and then they do like uh, like a roast beef or like a, a Sunday roast um, as a main hook it to my veins oh man it's it's actually so nice I'm really hungry now um, but Cheers, they also Cole. they also do yeah thanks Cole all day in Vancouver I'm going to have to watch MasterChef now and all the food. <laughs> I'm going to go home and make some toast um, and then they do a nice like Bailey's cheesecake it's like a slice stop, of cheesecake. Stop, so nice. stop talking about this. But like with, with cream. <laughs> cream. Stop, stop, stop. Um, so I'm going for a start of May, man. That's a start to call. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Valve says, <laughs> anyone looking to go to a midweek European match trip? Gary's looking to use up his annual leave curl. Do you know what, Gary? That's a ridiculous get-out question for himself. Yeah. And from, I, from him, who's the VIP or MVP 
Oh, get it out. That's I'm telling you now, there is a spot there for Gary Vaz MVP spot going this, this yeah, 100%. year. I think it's up for grabs. Uh, Phil Mangan or any of those listen. Mm. It's up for grabs, sorry. <laughs> Where's Ben Casey? Where's Ben Casey's question? Where is Ben Casey's question? Shout out to Ben Casey's sister as always. Happy New Year to her. We leave for two weeks and people stop listening. It's yeah, shocking. Yeah. So I don't blame them. Um, Gary also <laughs> says Liverpool the flop now that Trent is out injured. Oh, that's a great show. I think, I've always thought this about Liverpool. I think once... Uh, once their main starting eleven gets injured, I think they're vulnerable. Right. Um. So I think you have Van Dijk out as well. Am I correct? I think he's he was he was ill. I don't know if he's still out though. Well, anyway, uh, oh, Trent has been really good this year. Um, as and sort of auxiliary right back wherever he's playing. Um, I think he's he's quite invaluable to the Liverpool team's amount, and I think the fact he's got injured now. So it makes them a bit vulnerable. I don't know who's gonna slot in that yeah, spot. Um, so yeah, I would I would agree. I think Liverpool could flop, and you have De Bruyne come back for City, yeah. Haaland come back for City. Mm. So you could see a bit of a turn of the. Mm. I suppose the bit. to to get to answer the question, what what defines a flop right now for Liverpool? Is it? I think sinking to fifth or something like that. Right. You Doing see, an Arsenal. <laughs> that, 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 I can't see that happening. You see, in terms of like... It's so tight this year though. At the start of the season, you wouldn't have... Well, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have had Liverpool up there um, challenging for the league title. I think a lot of people also wouldn't have had Liverpool kind of challenging on four fronts either. Um, I actually don't think... I think the Liverpool side is reminiscent of, you know, the nineteen twenty or the, the kind of 21-22 seasons where... They had a certain mentality to get through games. Um, like, we're sitting here, man. What was it? The 7th of January. The 9th of January. Liverpool have only lost one game in the Premier League all season, which I think is mad, given kind of the injuries at the minute and, yeah. and the like. Um, so, I I still, like I did say in the McGowan special, um, at the end of the best bits, I did say Liverpool will win the league. There, I've said it. Uh, I, I, there's still a part of me that I think they can um, but if you're telling me, you know, say winning the league cup and you know win the Europa League and not win the league, if you're telling me that's a flop, then I I take it as we sit here right now. But I don't know if that is to be considered a flop. But to answer the question, I don't think so. I think we'll be okay. All right, we'll see. Um, Dean Russell says, "Who is the greatest bald player that the Premier League has seen?" Oh, he, he wants me to answer this John Joe Shelby and you know what in, or Dean I will fucking answer John Joe John Shelby John Joe Shelby John Joe Shelby is the greatest ball player that ever exists that's a terrible show he wants me to answer in that way though Lee, Lee Carsley Lee Carsley is yeah, that who you're going no not necessarily I think we can flesh this out I think Caleb Fowler did he play Premier League what for whole maybe once like <laughs> uh, Yap Stam Kieran Dyer Kieran Dyer Dyer by name, Dyer by nature. Yap Stam. Yap Stam, oh, great. great. Uh, Alex. He was a really good player. Yeah, yeah he was a really good Tunder player. Tunder free kicks from 34 yards. Um, Iron Robin. Oh, great show, yeah. Brad Friedel. Mm. Whose class is bald? I think if we're to pick the... The genuinely... Stephen Ireland, I'll just bet you a big gym. Claude McAlele. Oh. Nicholas Anelka. Kante. Kante. Can be awesome, man. Very underrated ball player for Leicester. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, he was really good when he, he was really really good when he was with Leicester for a season. 
Um, Mike Conn, obviously, he was with Man City for a while. I loved Mike Conn when he was with Inter Milan. Is that Premier League or is it? Premier League, yeah, it's yeah. Premier League. Oh. Mike Conn was with Man City for a while, yeah. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, I can't remember that. Um, but the answer I'm going with, it, like, if we're being like genuinely great players, I'm going to say Vincent Company. I'm going to Golo Kante. Um, to end the podcast this week here on Phil Mangan says where does this life lead us Jesus wept Ryan babbled in the room sorry <laughs> uh, where does this life lead us mm. Phil Phil I know it's you're getting very uh, philosophical with your questions there lately is everything okay Phil yeah that's what I'd answer that mm. I think life leads you in a terrific path if you let it you must let life lead you to the right path I you think hear that, Phil? I think it's all perspective, Karen, isn't it? I think we're we, talking to Phil here as well. I know. Yeah. I think uh, it's a plea for help. <laughs> I think it's all about perspective, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, when life gives you lemons, you know, or do you make lemonade, or or you? I don't know. You take you all the sourness from you, the lemons. You know what you I mean? You use it's, it as seasoning for chicken. Yeah. Or for example. Or butter biscuits. Or butter biscuits. You use um, the zest for, to make butter biscuits. I think it's all about perspective, Phil. I do hope you're okay. I genuinely do hope you're alright. Um, where does this life lead us, Kieran? I don't know. Once once you're happy, I suppose, leads you anywhere you want. Hopefully somewhere. Hopefully somewhere nice. Um, I don't know if Kieran, I don't know if Phil Mangan's talking about the afterlife here. I hope he's not. Um, because I've no idea. Do you know what? It's January, uh, February mm. time. You know, people people are in somber moods as it is. We leave it leave it there. Mm. Do um, take care of yourself, folks. We are approaching yeah. Blue Monday soon as well. Dun, dun, um, dun, 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 great dun, show, the Blue Monday special. Um, January can be quite grim, but we do hope everyone's okay. Everyone's doing all right. We filled up, I'd say, an hour and a half with FA Cup and, and Afcon. Afcon. I actually really enjoyed this podcast. As far as that is January, goes, that's January summed up. Um, <laughs> thanks ever, folks, for listening. I'm also, very oh. quickly, uh, follow the TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Make sure to jump on the TikTok. Buzz. We'll be posting loads of stuff up there now. So uh, just jump on that because we're trying to get as much as the as much as much the fans of this podcast out as possible. And I think it was AFCON actually that got us a good few views as well. So you might, you might see a few AFCON TikToks going up, Kieran. Potentially. Potentially. We have the maker of them right, right here beside me. So, uh, um, yeah. Stay with me. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us. We do hope you enjoyed this podcast. And we'll leave it there, so. We'll leave it there, so.